Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Superman podcast with your hosts, Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 62, Stolen Memories and The Main Man Part 1. Hi, pals. It's uh, it's a surprising week. Yeah, a shocking week. Yeah, for, for you anyway. For me, yes. it's, I, I, I've seen these. Uh-huh. I've seen these relatively recently, so I, I knew what we were getting into. None of this holds any surprises for me anymore. Mm, I mean, I forget things a lot. Sure. So I was surprised that the first one was a Brainiac episode. I mean, I but, figured he was coming at some point. They made a big deal out of, like, hey, Brainiac's oh, going to show up soon. Look, he'll show up a lot. I'm just, like, mm-hmm. that's that's not exactly a spoiler. He's one of Superman's main guys. It's just I was surprised to see him this early. Mm-hmm. I figured, okay, we got that, that little epilogue at the end of the, uh, the premiere, and then just assume he's out in space for a long time. Yeah. I had but, to find my way to Earth, Kal-El. Mm-hmm. It took a Man. long time. Space is very big. I, I love that voice so much. I had to kill some like some green people and mm-hmm. some cat people. <clears throat> a lot of a lot of people. And some people from the sausage planet. Mm-hmm. What was the sausage planet like? Wet. <laughs> a sausage fest. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't I just jump into it then and tell you about stolen memories. Stolen memories. Mm-hmm. All right, Jimmy and Lois are deep undercover as hard-headed guys from Transformers as part of their latest expose of whatever Lex Luthor is up to this week. And look, I don't want to besmirch the names of Pulitzer Prize-winning Lois Lane and some kid with a (laughs) mullet who knows Morse code, but Lex has slept with at least one of you. Also, he's a super genius. I'm not sure a hard hat is going to be enough. Fortunately for them, Lex is preoccupied by the actual alien spacecraft his team has made first contact with. Yes, hello, I represent Earth, he says, the smug prick. (laughs) Then he climbs into a space chair and ascends into the ship to make what is almost certainly a benevolent deal that will benefit all of mankind. Which is why the army brings him in to yell at him sometime later. Superman is also here. Listen, says Lex, we all love aliens here, right? Especially ones from Krypton. This gives Superman pause. Krypton, he mutters with his super muttering. That sounds familiar. Lex assures him that there's a reason for this, and it's all fine, and why doesn't he, why doesn't he just go meet the ship his own super self? <laughs> and so he does that, and is promptly besieged by robots. And once again, I'm not bored, because, guys, robots! Finally, Superman reaches the end boss, a robot who calls himself Brainiac. I was the computer that controlled your home planet of Krypton before it exploded, Kal-El. Why not check out one of my cosmic videotapes to learn more? They're shaped like glowing spheres, but I assure you, they will play in your Earth VCR. But be advised, there is a $2 late fee for each day you do not return it. So Superman takes the thing home and watches the first episode of a compelling three-parter entitled The Last Son of Krypton. There's his dad, Jor-El. Also, his mom, whose name continues to elude me. Maybe that was a stolen memory. (laughs) And there's Brainiac being a shady, manipulative bastard and gaslighting Jor-El that the planet is definitely not about to explode while he... Brainiac, uploads his consciousness into a starship so he can continue to prowl the galaxy to accumulate the collected wisdom of other civilizations on the verge of collapse. A starship, exactly like the one Superman visited earlier today. I wonder if he's up to something, says Superman. 
stopping to enjoy a long breakfast, clean his apartment, and catch up on some reading. Eventually, he moseys on over to the genocidal robot ship to ask him if he's a genocidal robot. Then the genocidal robot explodes. So that's probably the end of him, then. If there's one thing I know about a robot, it's that if it explodes, it's never, ever coming back ever again. I mean, why would software ever, like, there's only ever one version of it. Mm -hmm. That's why when someone says, take something off the internet, and you do, it's gone. It's gone forever. That's just uh -huh. how it works. So exactly. clearly, Superman has defeated this robot. Uh-huh. Oh, man. That's all we have to worry about. <laughs> yeah. That guy's gone. <laughs> yep. Certainly won't uh, continue coming up until literally the end of Justice League. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I love Brainiac. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Well, this just gets into your good thing. I just He's a great villain. Just, just mm -hmm. rules. I love his whole... I've mentioned this, like... Back when we did the pilot, actually. I love his whole, I, I collect all the knowledge of a race and then I kill them deal. Like, it's awesome. Yeah, and, and you mentioned before, this is the first time they've tied him into, like, Superman's origin directly. Mm. Like, he's from Krypton, which is a nice touch. Like, otherwise, he's just some robot from space, yeah. right? I like I like the the idea that he, it, he didn't blow up Krypton. No, he, he just stopped anyone from preventing yeah. it. It's like, oh, we can probably fix uh, Krypton being about to explode. Don't worry about it. It's definitely not going to explode. In fact, it'll probably be ploded forever. That's weirdly <laughs> specific, Brainiac. Don't, don't, don't worry about that either. Mm -hmm. Listen, listen to my soothing voice. Mm -hmm. A robot could never do anything evil. Well, he's got us there. <laughs> I love you. Oh well, I, I can't move in this uh, council outfit. How about you? <laughs> My entire upper body is uh, seized. Uh huh. I My arms are just out like uh, Maggie Simpson in her uh, <laughs> star outfit. I hope you're enjoying these uh, <laughs> these ceremonial robes I designed for you. Very comfortable, Graniac. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I love it too. I love that it's tied into uh, Superman's origin. I love, I, and this ties into my good thing. Mm -hmm. I love that Superman learns about Krypton like this mm -hmm. instead of like the the way that I'm most familiar with when you're trying to sort of encapsulate the origin uh, from, you know, the, the 78 movie, uh -huh. uh, Jor-El sent a crystal with him, which yeah. is, eh, that's fine. But this is much, like, it's more dynamic, first of all. There's more action mm -hmm. than picking up a thing and playing it. Like, there's a mystery. Where did this come from? Yeah. Why does this guy have it? Why did he make me fight robots to get it? And it's also so much sadder when he realizes the truth. I, I liked uh, Superman 78 a whole lot, but one of the parts I did not enjoy was just Superman goes to see uh, the Fortress of Solitude when he's like 18 or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and then Jor-El pops out of a crystal and says, okay, now you're oh, you're, you're going to train with me for 12 years. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to spend a whole lot of time looking at space while Jor-El goes, and in the fourth quatrain, Kal-El. <laughs> well, there's a reason for that, and the reason is that Marlon Brando cost, like, $1 million a minute, mm -hmm. and they wanted to get, like, their money's worth. And Like, I, they could have chopped all that out, but it's like, fuck, man, he costs so much money. Well, what reminded me, I was looking for his, like, join us in, join you in the sun speech, which I really love. Mm -hmm. And I just stumbled across like, yes, Kala. Mm -hmm. Do you no, know the I'm... story of like they paid they paid Marlon Brando a million fucking dollars a second to be mm -hmm. uh, to be uh, Jor El, and he showed up and goes, "Now, no one knows what a Kryptonian looks like, so mm -hmm. 
ideally, you could just film this toaster with a Superman logo on it, and I'll just do the voice. Yep. I didn't know that specifically, but I know he's always very difficult, and I assume mm-hmm. he was difficult about that. Because I do not want to do jack or shit today. Well, you you want you want some good, I mean, I, I don't know if you do, mm-hmm. but I think you would enjoy this anyway. Watch the documentary about the making of The Island of Dr. Moreau. Oh, yeah, that's been on my list for a while, because that story is insane. Because he's incredibly difficult, and Val Kilmer's incredibly mm-hmm. difficult, and the director was a goddamn nut job <laughs> who who left, like left the project, mm-hmm. but wasn't allowed to leave the country for <laughs> contractual reasons. So he disguised himself as an extra and returned to the set to spy on them. <laughs> That's one of the less crazy stories. Anyway, now we're not doing a podcast about that, but maybe we should. Mm. It was it was definitely fun. In any case, mm-hmm. I like I kind of like that Superman doesn't have a connection to Jor-El. Like it's it's a good yeah. choice for the movie. It really was. Mm-hmm. Like he's got you know, he's got his uh adopted dad who is his dad. Yeah. And then he meets his biological dad later in life and he's got a relationship with him too in a weird way and that's cool, but mm-hmm. here it's just no, my parents are gone, forgotten. I never knew them. It's incredibly sad. Well, I, and love I like that-, that too. Like, the idea that Krypton's the origin, but it's not the person, you know? Like, right. Like, he's from Krypton, but he, you know, he he's an Earthling. Yeah, Earth he doesn't person? know. Yeah, I mean, Earthling is Earth correct. It, just, it sounds so corny. Uh-huh. What do you no, have to say, Earthman? Prove your planet's worth to me. Mm-hmm. But he's, you know, like, you're right. He he has no context for Krypton. Yeah. He doesn't, like, he's never been there. And this is the first time he's seen it mm-hmm. as a full-grown, he's what, 30 probably? Yeah. I don't know, because Clark Kent is just starting out. Maybe he's only, like, 25. I was thinking about this last week when I was watching, and, like, I feel like he's, like, I feel like he's got to be pretty young. Like, in, like probably in his mid-20s, you know? Like well, this is relevant to this episode, because... In the time since Krypton exploded, Brainiac has accumulated like a hundred worlds. So, mm-hmm. like, how long, how much time has passed was actually a question that I, I legit wondered. Well, the other thing is that you can also do the thing where he was fro- like he was in space for however long you want. You know, like Krypton mm-hmm. doesn't need to have exploded thirty years ago. Like he could have been in like. No, I think it did. Like for th- in this show, okay. I think it did because of the way certain things unfold. Mm-hmm. I think. We saw the ship go into hyperspace, and it just immediately went to Earth. Sure, like, I don't think there was any like. I understand what you're saying. I have seen I have seen or, versions like that before. Yeah, or he's traveling faster than light, which means time slows down. Mm. Like there's there's a ton of ways to do that, but I'm pretty sure it's just very straightforward in mm. this. Okay, so at the most he's 30, which means Brainiac. Either way, even mm. if he's only like 23 or 24, Brainiac's been busy. Oh, Brainiac's been real busy. Brainiac can cut through a civilization like that. I was gonna say like. It felt like with Krypton, it took quite some time to get their trust, but Mm -hmm. he must have had it down to a science by, like, you know, planet number 10. Oh, yeah. Get them to trust him, get them to give him all his, uh, all their info, give Mm -hmm. him, get them to give him his, their uh, security stuff, and then boom. (laughs) Maybe we shouldn't give this sinister computer all of our passwords. Shut up. Give him more passwords. I mean, he just gave us the cure for space cancer, so, Mm -hmm. you know. Oh, yes, I'll cure everyone on the planet. All the people. I mean, super genius Lex Luthor did it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, <laughs> some dumb race of cat people or whatever is definitely going to do it. Oh, those poor cat people. 
Yeah, I mean, like, they, they just want to knock a, a cup off the table. They don't really care about anything else. Brainiac, can you teach us to better shit in a box? Oh, yes. <laughs> now, please stand for your national anthem. Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> uh, but really, my bad thing yes. is... It's insane. Like, this kind of ties into what I was saying about Lex. It's insane to me that everyone who faces Brainiac, who is mm-hmm. a living computer capable of interstellar travel and genocide doesn't think he's somehow smarter and more prepared than they are. It's one thing when Superman, and uh, look, get used to this, I'm going to make the Superman's dumb joke a lot. It's one thing when he does it, but Lex Mm -hmm. should know better. He's shooting missiles. Like, you're basically flicking pieces of of metal at this guy who can travel faster than light and has lasers. Like, your missiles don't mean shit to him, bald man. Why isn't this working? (laughs) Have you tried firing them? Well, yes, but our computers are locked out because, hey, guess what? You you gave control of the computers that fire the missiles to the thing you want to fire the missiles at, stupid. Oh, so now it's my fault? Uh-huh. And th- this ties into my quote, mm-hmm. which is just um, Superman finally realizing, oh, oh, of course. <laughs> so here's that. <laughs> I should have known Luther was setting me up. Ah! And he's actually talking about Lex there, but d- d- come on, dummy. <laughs> Lex is evil. Brainiac is evil. Like, get your act together, man. <laughs> Superman, always willing to look for the best in people. Look, and I love that about him, but... Come on, I, man. I, I will be so glad when he makes friends with Batman who trusts no one. Why so does he this... at least gets some advice from somebody. Why does this scorpion keep stinging me? Yeah, exactly. What's wrong with you, scorpion? And Batman, why do you keep a scorpion in your belt? <laughs> Just in case. In case of what? Mm. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your bad thing? Uh, why? Speaking of that big government uh, yells at Lex meeting, um, mm-hmm. why was Superman there in the first place? Like, this looks like a real, like, in-depth, like, hey, the government's real pissed off at you, Lex, for pretty good reasons. Um, mm-hmm. Which is they just like, we're talking about aliens. Do we know anyone who knows anything about aliens? Oh, oh Superman's, Superman's an alien. An alien. <laughs> he probably knows everything to know about aliens. <laughs> Superman, what's up with aliens? Uh, um, I don't know. I don't know. Some it's, of them are very handsome. It's episode five. I haven't met any yet. <laughs> Call me back next week. I'll have met a very irritating alien. And, and a whole bunch more, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, but no, you're you're not wrong. And I actually, you got to this episode before me, so I saw that in your notes. So I was, I was watching the episode with that in mind. And mm. nothing dramatically, like, they could have just called Superman after. Yeah. Like, there's no storytelling reason for it either. It just he has to save that guy who gets thrown in the air. Yeah, they, you know, whatever, man. <laughs> no, you're you're not wrong. But, uh, you know, it's okay. Because uh, Brainiac, man. Oh, yeah. Well, I, li- I like that kind of thing, like, later on, like, in Superman. Like, I've seen stuff like that in comics before where, like, the government will be like, Superman, get in here. You fucking rule. Like, come hang out sure. with us and help out. But, like, it seems too early for that, you know? Yeah. Like, um, I don't know. Like, well, we'll see more in the next episode. Mm-hmm. His relationship with uh, Professor Hamilton is, is in full swing. I, I love his relationship with Professor Hamilton, who apparently just oh, yeah. is like, hey, Superman, want to do some weird science crap? No, it's his whole deal is uh, like he's testing Superman's abilities mm-hmm. and he's testing like the ship Superman. Like it, he's basically majoring in Superman studies. Yeah. Which Superman everything would have he an interest does, in. Yeah. 
everything he does is like, oh, what is kryptonite? What's it made of? How does it hurt Superman? How do I protect Superman? How fast can Superman go? What does his ship mm-hmm. do? Like ev- everything he does is just, you know, trying to figure out shit for Superman. And I love that. And I love that Superman's working with him yeah. to, like, so that it benefits him as well. Like, oh, yeah, I'd be happy to share this technology. I I was just found in this ship. It's, I mean, I guess it's mine, but mm-hmm. I don't care. Well, <laughs> Take it's it. All- it's also a very Silver Age thing where it's like, yeah, and also Superman, like, helps with weird research stuff. Yeah. It's like, let's see how your Superman powers uh, can be used to benefit mankind. See, I mean, right now that's what it is, but mm-hmm. I know later on we'll have, like, I don't know, him in his suit, like, his his protective suit, like, under the sea, just, like, helping gather samples or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, he'll do, he'll do more science that's not related to him in the future, just nah, not quite yet. Superman, can you help us with our ocean adventure? We need to sell more ocean adventure Superman action figures. Yeah, I guess so. Am I going to run into Aquaman down there? Has he shown up yet? Because that's a that's a deal breaker. But otherwise, just fine. Is that bearded bearded hook hand Aquaman? Because that guy's a real grump. Mm-hmm. Want to hang out with bearded Hercules, Aquaman? Yeah, but you know, we get uh, we as we will discuss in the next episode, we get the best version of pretty much everybody. Pretty much everybody. Yeah, like characters I, you think you don't like. Mm-hmm. Hey, guess what? I I love uh, JLU Aquaman. Yeah, no, and I he might show up in this. I think he I think he does. I I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone else does. So yeah, yeah. No, I I've mentioned this a bunch of times, but toward the end, it's clear they're itching to do Justice League because yeah. it's like, uh, here's here's the Flash, here's Green Lantern, mm-hmm. here's Batman a couple more times. Uh, can we can we do more team stuff, please? The Superman show needs more Batman in it. Wow. He's very popular with the kids. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Kids love Batman. I don't know if you've heard. Uh, Um, But yeah, I I really enjoyed. um, I didn't quite understand why Superman. So what I said in my summary was obviously, you know, laugh jokes. mm -hmm. But um, what happened was Brainiac showed him Krypton. Yeah. And then Superman went home and dreamed the truth and i'm not sure why that happened yeah i'm not either like it doesn't make sense for him to just remember it all of a sudden like no and some stuff he wasn't there for like like he saw yeah uh uh, brainiac lying to the council like infant kal-el was not there for that yeah well and it also doesn't make sense that brainiac would just show him this stuff you know yeah, and obviously it needs to happen, and mm-hmm. there's nobody, there's no other outside character that can show it to him. Some guy just shows up, hey, you know Brainiac's evil, right? What? Mm-hmm. This guy? Yep. Yeah, man, his face fell off. Oh. Oh, that was that was the other part of your good thing. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. His face comes off, and it fucking rules. Well, his, his whole body is just sort of a, I don't know, like a series of wires mm-hmm. supported by a frame that just sort of collapses. It's It's great. I love it. <laughs> Here's the thing. Most of the time, Brainiac is like a green dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, some description of green dude. Well, but, you gotta you gotta have a face to talk to and punch. But um, during the '80s, uh, Brainiac was a cool silver skeleton mm-hmm. who I love. Um, I had the the uh, chrome plated silver skeleton Brainiac action figure, uh, mm-hmm. which my dad bought for me five times because every time I opened <laughs> it, the leg fell off. Oh man. And then he would take it back and get it exchanged, and I would open it, and the leg would fall off. <laughs> if you have yes. him, if you have one of these Brainiac action figures, please send it to me. With Only the if the leg intact. is still on. 
Yeah. Both legs. Mm-hmm. And See, the arms. Don't trick me. <laughs> well, you can kit bash. Like, you could you could combine one with bad legs. Oh, it's the first Build-A-Figure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, But we already have a sil- silver skeleton guy. We met him last week. That's true. This guy so, was a silver skeleton, but he had, like, like, uh, like microchips in him, which, mm-hmm. you know, that's my kind of shit. Yeah. No, I love the the design of Brainiac is very cool. Mm-hmm. Also, we get a glimpse of some of the aliens that, you know, he's genocided. Yep. Like some very cool lizard guys. Mm-hmm. It was great. And his, his the robots guarding his ship are very good. The ship itself is very good. Just I, I love the design of this I, show. I, I love how sci-fi all of it is. And, I mean, it makes sense because of Superman, but, like, yeah. we're, we're getting so much, like, weird alien crap. Yeah, this is, this is my jam, man. Mm-hmm. This is, like... This is what I missed in Star Trek because they they just weren't doing it. Yeah. And uh, most of the rest of the DC animated universe won't. But Superman, like, that's one of the reasons I like Superman so much. Yeah, man. Because, like, he's the space guy. (laughs) And that's great. Uh, Yeah. Let's see. What else? Uh, Get a shot of uh, Clark's shitty little apartment. I mean, he he doesn't invite anyone over. No. So why bother? (laughs) He doesn't spend a lot of time there. When he's not at the Daily Planet, he's off, you know, rescuing everyone always. <laughs> I'm just, sir, I've spent a year in Wayne Manor, and uh, I have bad news. This does not uh, hold up. Well, I might be the first person ever to point this out, so uh, brace yourself. Mm-hmm. Superman and Batman, very different. Very different. They're like the New York and L.A. of uh, superheroes. Mm-hmm. But which is which? Uh-huh. Uh, speaking of, uh, where Superman hangs out, though, uh, this is also the first appearance of what will be the Fortress of Solitude. Oh, yeah. At the end, he just, like, uh, plops that thing down in the North Pole and tells a bear not to eat it and <laughs> flies away. Now, if Excuse you... Excuse me, a polar bear. <laughs> now, if you take good care of this alien artifact that's the last, uh, that's the last, uh, remnant of my home world, I'll give you a Coke. <laughs> There's a lucrative deal in that for you, my friend. Mm-hmm. You guys like those, right? Mm-hmm. I've That's never met I've... a polar bear before. Yeah. No, I like he just he sets the thing down and says, I knew this place had promise. And mm-hmm. the bear just goes, This <laughs> <laughs> seems like a real good place to hang out and not talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. I should put giant statues of my parents up here. I don't know if he ever does that one, but uh, the, the entire point of the... I mean, we only, we've only seen one of the two parts of it, mm. but the next episode is to give him more stuff that goes in there. Yeah, so, which which I like. Um, I always like, I like I like watching him build the thing instead of just showing up. Like the Batcave was just sort of fully formed, and sure. that's fine too. But uh, I like following Superman as he puts together his stuff. You know, yeah. like he's learning about Krypton. He's building the Fortress of Solitude. Mm-hmm. He's making friends with like uh, Professor Hamilton. He's pissing off Lex every week. You know, yeah, he's keeping busy. Good yeah. for him. Yeah, exactly. And also occasionally writing journalism stories, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever. Apparently he's at least good enough to keep his job, so. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm good enough to keep my job, but that doesn't mean I'm good. <clears throat> I'm just good enough not to get fired. Uh, <laughs> this was the first uh, Superman and Luthor have a uh, tenuous uh, team-up. Mm-hmm. Which I am always Although, here for. I yeah, and we'll get better ones later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you will notice. Mm-hmm. You will notice my new best friend. Um, 
Lex did not hesitate to fire his damn missiles at the ship. He fully well knew Superman was inside. Oh, yeah. That, that, that alliance was, uh, as you say, tenuous. I can't believe Lex Luthor betrayed me, of all people. <laughs> well, that's what my quote said, but uh, it happened several times. You did, really <gasps> didn't see this coming? I, I love I love the balls mm-hmm. on Lex Luthor. Oh, I love yeah. just, of course, like, it's, it's not just in the writing, it's in the animation, too. Mm-hmm. Like, the ship lands, and his whole team, inclu- and, and also uh, Lois and Jimmy, who are, like, undercover there, are all yes, just, like, deep undercover. Oh, well, okay, but putting that aside, you you know, they didn't want to lose those characters, and there's no other place for them. Mm-hmm. So, if I, okay, whatever. But my, my point is, Lois has seen everything, and she's still, her jaw's still on the floor, because yep. it's a fucking alien spaceship, man. Yep. And Lex, not phased whatsoever. I love just the way they animate him. He's just like, yep, this is exactly what I expected. Mm-hmm. And this chair comes down from the thing, and he's just like, well, I guess I'm sitting in that. Like, he doesn't hesitate. Nope. I love it. So long, losers. Mm-hmm. Uh, did he mean Luthor? Because that's him. <laughs> More like Lex Luzor. Oh, I hope he didn't hear that. Uh, saying right. Luthor or Lou Earns. <laughs> I was saying Lou Earns. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Uh, I think that's everything I got for this one. Very well. Let us... Uh... Let us move on to a surprisingly controversial episode between the two of us then. The Main Man, part one. Part one. Superman's helping Professor Hamilton do research on on the spaceship that Superman came to Earth in when he was just Super Baby. But there's no time for that now. Instead, we cut to... The steaming load, a bar in space where we meet Lobo, the last Zarnian. Lobo is a hard-drinking, hard-fighting, hard-fragging space biker slash bounty hunter, and I hate him so fucking much. If you look up too much in the dictionary, you will find a lovingly drawn painting by Simon Bisley of Lobo picking his ass with a hook on a chain. Hooks on chains being the number one weapon of 90s badass characters, and also fishermen. Lobo is hired by an ancient egg to kidnap Superman on Earth. See... Ancient Egg runs a space zoo that collects all of the last members of its extinct species in the universe, and he has a Superman-shaped hole in his collection. I know that feeling. Ask me how long I've been trying to track down a decent Kitty Pride action figure. How Lobo long have you been trying to track down a decent Kitty Pride action figure? About 12 years now. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. They've only made, like, three, and they all kind of suck. Damn. Uh-huh. Lobo isn't interested until the Egg presents him with an entire fish tank worth of treasure. Then Lobo fucks off to Earth, where I live. Lobo tries to get Superman's attention by blowing up a police station, so I guess he's not all bad, and then he and Superman beat the shit out of each other for about 20 minutes. This fight includes a lot of flying through buildings, Lex Luthor being slightly inconvenienced by a large biker flying through his office twice, Lois trying to beat Lobo with a pipe because she is goddamn amazing, and Lobo kissing her, making her the second villain in a row to pull that shit. Knock it off, Superman. Knock it off, Superman villains. You want to look bad in front of the Batman villains? (laughs) Eventually, Lobo gets bored, I guess, and goes into space, and Superman follows him in his old baby carriage. <laughs> then Lobo gets the drop on him, and Superman awakens in the space zoo of the evil space egg who mimicked Krypton precisely. Well, he mimicked a small apartment on Krypton precisely. Space egg isn't made of money. Lobo's about to fuck off with his treasure to go kill Santa Claus or the Authority or whatever dumb crap he gets up to in his shitty comic when the egg catches him in a net. Turns out he also needs the last Zarnian. Sucks to be you, Lobo, you dumb piece of shit. God, I hate you. Except you don't. 
So here's my bad thing. This is not a bad thing, but go ahead. Here's my bad thing. It's a very bad thing. <laughs> I am so fucking mad about how much I enjoyed this stupid fucking episode. <laughs> I can't fucking stand Lobo, and I was not looking forward to this episode, and stupid Paul Dini showed up, made a really quality episode. How goddamn dare me, dare he. I, I told you. Uh-huh. I told you these episodes were good, and you didn't believe me. No, I didn't, because I fucking hate this character. I understand that. And well, yet... See, part of it is, and you know this, but I'm saying this for the benefit of the listeners who may not know, this character started as a joke. He yes. started as a parody, as a caricature of, like, the hyper, like, tough, like, Wolverine, Punisher, all mm-hmm. that bullshit. All those guys who were super popular in, like, the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, and... At the beginning, mm-hmm. when it was just Keith, just Keith Keith Giffen, I thought it was kind of funny. Not mm-hmm. amazing, but I didn't I didn't have the loathing hatred you had. And then, like with so many things, like when uh, Bam Pow comics weren't for kids anymore, mm-hmm. everyone thought, "Oh, this is completely serious, and I should take this seriously and do it exactly this way forever." Yep. And then the joke was gone, and he was just every other image character. Yep. I had friends in high school who were big Lobo guys, and I just read them. I'm like, this fucking suck. Like, it's not – I get what they're trying to do, but it's not funny, and I fucking hate it. No, I mean, like I said, like, at the very beginning – again, I don't even think it was that good. I just mm-hmm. – I found him unobjectionable and fine. Sure. But, but then it got, like, terrible. Yeah. So. But this is exactly how you do it. They they leaned into the joke. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, this is stupid. And everything about this needs to look stupid, sound stupid, and just be stupid. Mm-hmm. And it is. And and they just hang a goddamn lantern on it when they're like, uh, who is it? Angela Chen on TV is like, we're getting reports that a, a biker from space that can't be right I'm like no no angela your your teleprompter is correct that is exactly what's happening am i am i reading this wrong because i'm pretty sure i just said the dumbest fucking thing i've ever said yeah and and they don't try to say oh no look they developed something that looks a lot like a harley davidson in space they, mm-hmm. fuck it it just exists who yep. cares shut up he just That's flies why. through space on his space motorcycle how does he breathe doesn't matter Mm-hmm. don't worry about it yep he should really just relax. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I love it. I mm-hmm. love it because it's it's it knows exactly what it is, and the point of him is to irritate the piss out of Superman, which he does very and indeed he does. Yeah. Now now because Superman this is this is something I've believed for a while because Superman is so strong. Mm-hmm. Basically, you got crazy overpowered guys, or you got guys who irritate him. That's <laughs> that's the only other way to get to him. Yep. So you got a really smart guy like Lex, or you got guys like Lobo or like Mr. Mitzias Pitlick or whatever, like just like people who annoy him, <laughs> and he falls in this category. I mean, I'm the main man's here to beat the, to beat your fragging ass, Superman, you bastard. Can you mm-hmm. stop, <laughs> please? Talking. Stop. Just a thought. Nah, I still got. Uh, let's see here about. Uh, oh. 40 minutes of this kind of dialogue. Hey, so strap man. in and enjoy it. They gave me a two-parter right up front. Oh. Now, Lobo is voiced by Brad Garrett, who uh-huh. I, I guess people know from Everybody Loves Raymond. I never watched that show. I don't recommend I, it. It's very bad. I know him as a robot dinosaur who transformed into the Decepticon base. He's been doing cartoon voices for quite some oh, time. Oh, was he on old transform like original yeah. Transformers? Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's impressive. Well, he's got a very good, very distinct voice. 
yeah, it's it's great. And uh, he he's also Bibbo, actually. Brian pointed that out when he was oh. here uh, last week. So, like, they, they use him for other things, too, because sure. that's a great voice to, like, just waste on Lobo. Yep. <laughs> so they, they use him for other stuff, too. But uh, I think he does a great job. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, you know, he's irritating in exactly the way he needs to he's be. He's absolutely so. irritating, and he is absolutely supposed to be. I am also amazed by the stuff they got away with. This is sort of my kids love Superman thing, mm. which we bring this up less when we get to Superman because Batman was way more risque. But every now and then the show will, will do something like everything Lobo said and did. Like he mentions an actual cocktail. He he says my ties, mm-hmm. which you're not supposed to talk about liquor on a kid's show. <laughs> uh, he hangs out at a bar, as you pointed out, called the Steaming Load. It sure is. Uh, he also name checks Emperor Spooge. Like, there's there's some stuff that should not be in a children's show here. <laughs> How'd you do this, Lobo? Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. Paul Dini is very smart at this. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. You don't you don't want to see this the the crap that he put in that they took out. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, that's the trick. That's the I trick took he it. learned on Batman. I took an actual on camera shit at one point. Mm-hmm. I mean, he oh also he shoots at cops. Mm-hmm. Which you know, well, oh well, but um. Oh no! You're not stop! Supposed, don't you're you're not supposed to do that on on a kids show, you nope. know? So like, just surprising. I love. There's a bit where he shows up at the at the the police station, and he goes in. He's like, "You guys seen Superman?" And the guy looks yeah, up at him. Sees he's actually Lobo. very polite to the guy. Yeah, he's like, "Oh uh, yeah, excuse me there." Like I think he rings the bell or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I just, which made it funnier to me. But like he looks up, sees that it's Lobo, mm-hmm. you know, from school. Yeah. And goes, nah, man, I ain't seen him. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know how I can get a hold of him? I don't know. He usually shows up when uh, there's trouble or something. Oh, really? Trouble I can do. Like, I, that probably would have been my quote. I just, yeah. I love, because that's what makes it funny to me is, like, he's so polite at first. Mm-hmm. He, sh- he walks in the door. He doesn't burst his way in. He doesn't grab someone. He, like, follows the rules, walks up to the desk, says, excuse me, where is Superman? Please, <laughs> oh, hello. Sir. Yeah. Trouble. Oh, trouble, huh? Good. Uh, I can work with that. Starts wasting everyone in the room. <laughs> Time to kill like 40 or 50 cops. Yeah, whatever I can see gets killed. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a there's another very funny bit I thought. This is my good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the beginning, as you, as you mentioned in the summary, uh, uh, he and Dr. Hamilton are testing out the ship. Yes. And the, the transition from that scene where Dr. Hamilton says, like he looks up wistfully at the sky and he says, I can only imagine what wonders the universe holds. And then they dissolve to Lobo doing the stupidest, vilest shit. <laughs> it's such a great, like, comedy jump cut kind of thing. Oh, God. It's just like, it's his Star Trek moment where he's just like, somewhere out there, you know, well, he's aliens, a scientist. we're all going to come together. Then yeah. cut to Lobo farting. Yeah, it's very good. Mm-hmm. Because, again, the show knows exactly what Lobo is. Mm-hmm. I'm so. so mad. You you had a real bad thing though. I do have I, a real bad thing. I, which is... I I I called you out. I said, look, this isn't actually mm-hmm. a bad. You liked it. That's uh-huh. a good thing. Look, bad things have been real hard to find. This show's been really good so far. Yeah, it is. Eventually, we're gonna get to a crap episode, but uh, not a ton of them. I mean, no. a couple, but you know. But, but um, uh, you found something. I did not care for Lobo's theme music, which I found very irritating. <laughs> Although, I mean, even then, there's a bit where. There's a bit where it's playing and it's like it's like honky tonk like uh like biker. Yeah, it's meatly meow. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's like it's supposed to be like metal or whatever, right? Yeah. But like there's a part 
where they're fighting and Superman starts gaining the upper hand and then it turns organically into the Superman music. How uh-huh. dare you be this good? Yep. Well, that's the thing is you go to like um, uh, Shirley Walker or whoever it is doing the score. Like I know she did the theme, but it might have been somebody else. But then you say like, look, this is Lobo. He's stupid. We know. But see what you can do. And they're they're very good. Mm-hmm. So they'll spin that into something like that. Yeah. Also, uh, your your very own live-in partner there mm-hmm. uh, quite enjoyed it, as I saw from your notes. Oh, God. Yeah, she was watching. <laughs> she's, wa- she's sort of watching in the background, and uh, there's a bit where Lobo's, like, hanging off of Superman's ship, knocking on it, going, Lobo calling. And oh, now goes, God. how does Lobo know who the Avon lady is? Uh, mm, no, you can't. You can't do that. <laughs> you can't ask that. No, I saw you saying that she liked the music. <laughs> Oh, yeah, she did. Yeah. It's like, what is that? That's really good. I'm like, I can't fucking win with this. (laughs) I mean, the thing is, I own some of the soundtracks to these shows, and uh, if I had that, I'd probably hit skip a lot. (laughs) But I think it's very character appropriate. Uh, What was your good thing? Uh, So, um, speaking of the steaming load, Mm -hmm. um, so this is the the alien bar that uh, Lobo's bounty hunting in. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy he's after is like a little rat dude. And he's got this, inc- it's hard to describe because like, if you zoom in on his face, um, his eye is a face mm-hmm. and the, uh, the, the face on the eye, whenever it talks, like the eye is the mouth of the face. Yep. And it is such a good goddamn design. Well, it's just it's it's that simple sci-fi thing of oh well faces look like this to you yeah and this doesn't act like any face you've seen before so that's kind of weird the whole the whole bar and the whole like the weird aliens and everything it's all very like it's all very two thousand AD comics mm-hmm. which is like it's hard to des- it's also hard to describe it's like a really kind of goofy take on sci-fi and I really like it yes. like it works with Lobo. Uh, it is goofy, but also there were some incredibly good artists cutting their oh, teeth yeah. on that book. Like I've actually started reading that recently because I oh, read nice. uh, I read a bunch of heavy metal at first, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, this is sort of the the British counterpart." To that. Yeah, yeah. Two thousand AD rules, man. I, I it, some of it does. I it's mean, it's an look, anthology, got, so some of it's yeah. terrible too. But uh, there, there's a lot to hack through. But like, I mean, yeah, fuck, Judge Dredd's awesome. Really? Yeah. So you like Judge Dredd, but you don't like Lobo? Yeah. They are the same character to me. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> All right. No, I'm I'm early. Like I haven't. I, I honestly, I was reading some of Alan Moore's stuff. I haven't. Oh yeah, like. Uh, like... Oh god, I don't remember any of them now. Yeah, I, and I own like the, all of them. Off the top of my head, I yeah. don't remember, but they're they're pretty. That's good. some good stuff. The weird fucking stuff. Yeah, exactly. But I definitely see what you're saying. The thing is, we're gonna spend a lot more time. Like, obviously, this episode ends with Superman and Lobo in captivity, and it's mm-hmm. not really. It them. I, it's not really a spoiler to say the next episode they team up and escape, and uh-huh. like, so we spend a bunch of time on that ship with all the last of their species aliens that uh, Egg Guy captured, which means you're gonna see a lot more weird aliens. Is my mm-hmm. point. Like we're gonna spend a lot of time with some real unusual shit, which is great. Mm-hmm. I love the universe that this show exists in. Oh yeah, so good. <laughs> so, my bad thing. Yes, 
Okay, I really like that this show has actual continuity, like, way more than Batman did. Like, mm-hmm. stuff from the pilot follows on, and and things that happen from week to week actually affect things, and it's, it, it's good, it's different, it's new. But when they show the episodes out of order, you get this. You get Superman took his ship to Alpha Centauri in the previous episode, and then in this one, they wonder if it can handle space travel. Like... Feels like maybe they should have restored the correct running order on the DVDs and streaming and all yeah, that. Yeah, that would have been nice. Because he's just testing the ship in this one, but in the next one, he's just returning from yeah. a long trip. It clearly happens after this. Yeah, well, and we've also got the stuff from last week where it's like, you know, doesn't he have anti-kryptonite armor? No? All right. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, guys. Yeah, it's just they're showing them. And I understand the production schedule of a cartoon means you have a bunch of episodes going at the same time and whatever finishes first is what you what you air or whatever. I understand that. But, like, if there's storytelling considerations, you've got to account for that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It was just like, wait a minute. He's got a ship. Why is he so skittish? To, like, I don't know if it can handle this trip. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you do. You just got back from... Like, five light years away or whatever. Yeah, you were in space. Yeah, very far away. Come on. <laughs> that said, that, that Avon calling scene, <laughs> I really enjoyed. Something about just because Superman actually lured him into a trap. Yeah. And it's rare to see that dummy outsmart somebody, so. <laughs> but Lobo's pretty stupid. Uh-huh. So. I, uh, <laughs> I put a beer under a box on a stick. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love beer. Oh, boy. I love, and I, I'm sure this was intentional on Superman's part. Uh, every time they they do any damage to Metropolis, they crash right through Lex Luthor's office. It's <laughs> so fucking good. Two or three different times. The, the, the bit where he's, where he's like, all right, get this repaired. I don't want to have to deal with this again. And then they fly through it again. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... Just, it's, it's, it's Excellent comedic timing. I'm just I'm just imagining Superman saying, okay, I cannot have no damage. Something in Metropolis is going to mm-hmm. get damaged, and I don't want people to get hurt, so let's just steer things this way, and there we go. <laughs> Superman, you drove an alien biker through my building. Oh, no, sorry. No court in the world will convict me. Remember when you said that to me, like, 30 <laughs> times? That's fine. I'll just throw a guy through your house. Uh-huh. A bunch. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna fix that hole. I wouldn't do that if I were you. <laughs> Judge Superman deliberately threw a guy through my apartment eighteen times. Your Honor, I was just trying to save the world. Well, I see nothing wrong with this. Is the world saved? Well, good work, Superman. Oh, I guess you gotta fix the hole in your floor, Lex. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna I find bet- a way to turn your head into a lion. <laughs> oh. Not in this reality, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be such a lion later. <laughs> uh, oh, there's a there, another bit that made me laugh was um, mm-hmm. near the end. Uh, Superman's in his like in his jail cell, and he's got, this is the first time we've seen Superman subjected to like red sunlight, yeah. so he doesn't have powers. Which, like, that's a that's a pretty standard go to later on, obviously, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the first time. It's pretty cool. It's like, oh, shit, right. The sun is what gives me my powers. Uh-oh. But there's some very good Lobo tapping on the glass like Superman's <laughs> a, an exhibit at the zoo and just, like, basically mooning him. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's very good. 
And then, I, of course, he gets his comeuppance, which is oh, just yeah. the, the, like a, to- a perfect topper to that. Mm-hmm. Well, I uh, now that I've helped you locate uh, this last species, I shall be on my way. Last yes, species, there's no right? reason for me to stick around no more. Mm-hmm. I'll just be taking my treasure chest and my sea f- starfish and leaving. My my like my cartoon treasure chest <laughs> with the jewels and probably a crown and like a scepter in it sticking yeah. out, just sticking out just so. Like the fact that it doesn't come with a little diving man that makes bubbles is ridiculous. Ah, <laughs> uh, what else? Ah, uh. oh. You mentioned this in your summary, mm-hmm. but Lois just wailing on Lobo with a pipe. Oh, it's awesome. Yep. She's amazing. I mean, yeah. Like, this is not news or anything, but, like, she's just the best. Fucking, this guy's rampaging through Metropolis, attacking people with a hook. And oh, she and he's just... got Superman on the ropes. Yeah. Like, Superman, the strongest guy you know. Yeah. <laughs> And she still just runs up and tries to wail on this guy. You know, the guy they named superheroes after? Mm-hmm. Kind of a big deal. <laughs> I mean, she gave him the name, so, you know, she's a little biased. I'll help you, Superman. Donk. Yep. It just doesn't even occur to her that... No. Like, not to. It's so good. Hey, he's an asshole. I hit him with a pipe. Mm-hmm. Didn't work. No. But I will yep. hit him with a pipe again. Yep. He also... Does he fucking eats it? Mm-hmm. Like it's a fucking corn on the cob? Well, he's just basically, you know, he's a cartoon. Like, I expect, like, he takes it from when he's holding it, and I'm like, oh, he's gonna do that thing where he bends it or whatever. No. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nope. It no, needs a uh, mustard. And like I said, like, we're gonna get Mr. Mitzies Pitlick mm-hmm. later, and he'll be even more cartoony. But yep. for now, you know, just someone who doesn't follow the normal rules of, of uh, logic and reality who, like, uh, irritates Superman. Yep. Just perfect to me. What are you doing? Giving you a real, <laughs> real hard time. Mm-hmm. Well. And the only other time I remember, he might show up again. Mm-hmm. The only other time I remember is way, like, far in this continuity's future in JLU. Uh, where uh, they do a Death of Superman episode, which is one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, that's a good one. And uh, with Superman gone, he shows up and, like, auditions to be part of the Justice League. So you got this very serious, like, what actually happened to Superman story Mm -hmm. happening, along with this goofy-ass, like, uh, Lobo trying to work with Green Lantern and Hawkgirl and Batman and everybody. That's very good. Hey, uh, I heard you just got an opening... For uh, an alien who is very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we could do better than Lobo. <laughs> Look, at this point, we've got hundreds of guys like I, Blue Beetle, probably better than you. But mm-hmm. Blue Devil, probably better than you. Oh, Blue Devil is extremely better than Lobo. Also, how I, dare you? I will. And I will repeatedly because <laughs> I don't understand the appeal of Blue Devil. He's blue and he's a devil. Yeah. Okay. Give the me a third thing. Best fucking character. Give me a third thing. Mm-hmm. You can't. He's got a trident. Uh, I think that goes with the devil thing. <laughs> All right. You got anything else? Um. I don't. Oh, I refer to Superman uh, helping out Doctor Hamilton with his with his science crap as his side hustle, and that just makes me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good. Superman, you want to make a little scratch on the side? <laughs> All right. Well, I am building a fortress. They're not cheap. Yeah. 
I actually like he's 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 a little evasive with um with Hamilton. Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, "Where has this ship been all these years? Where do you keep it?" And he just says, "Hidden." <laughs> I just like it's not as a joke, but yeah, it's still kind of funny. Just like none of your business. Yeah. Right, in my super- parents' barn in Kansas, I'm not gonna tell you that. I mean, he does. This is by quote, actually. Oh yeah. What uh, he does just flat out tell Lois the truth, which is great. I'm confused, Kent. See, I've lived in Metropolis most of my life, and I can't figure out how some yokel from Smallville is suddenly getting every hot story in town. Well, Lois, the truth is, I'm actually Superman in disguise, and I only pretend to be a journalist in order to hear about disasters as they happen, and then squeeze you out of the byline. You're a sick man, Kent. You asked. Oh, I loved that. This is so good. Yep. I had like five, uh, like five quotes, but uh, this one just like this had to be it. It's so good. Well, those guys, you know, this team knows how to write a funny episode. Mm-hmm. Like when when it's time to put the serious aside and be a little goofy, they can, you know, they can yep. do it. So that's good. All right. Anything else? Uh, that's all I got. Very well. Well, stall for a moment so I Next can tell week. the people what. Yeah, that's exactly. I was going to look it up, but I don't have the list in front of me. And I, you'd think I'd just have it all the time. You'd mm-hmm. just think I would do that, and I, I don't do that. And uh, I, Okay. Well, Superman, well obviously, uh, obviously we got uh, part two. Yes. And My and... Girl? Wait, what? I don't know what the, the episode is called, My Girl. Oh. You know, like the B-Murder movie. Yeah, I was just going to say. I, I have no idea. Huh. Feels like it's too early for uh, Supergirl to show up. Oh, it's definitely not Supergirl. I, I know what I think it might be, mm. but I uh, on the off chance that it isn't, like, like, I don't want to spoil that. Because if it's what I think it is, you will very much enjoy it. Oh, awesome. All right. But we'll we'll find out. Yeah. Uh, so that's all for this time. You you know the website and all. Like, yeah. You know, you know how to get a hold of us. Kidslovebatman.com, kidslovebatmanpodcast at gmail. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be back next week. Yeah. See you, folks. Twala. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2021. Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.